Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiakos, I said, you're a pretty good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Gate 7 International here uh, by, uh, by the fans for the fans. A very difficult day, a very intense day. It's transfer deadline day today. But I, can, but I couldn't be happier because I finally managed to put everything together while hosting Gate 7 International. I'm very happy for myself. And this time, I'm joined by uh, my namesake, Costa Levoyani. It's Costas with a C. How are you, Costa? Doing good, man. Been a, yeah, crazy day. Transfer deadline day, like you said. Here we are again. Lots to get through. And the window's not shut yet. Not yet, not yet. Uh, in the world of transfer deadline day, in one second can last an eternity. Everything can happen. Labro, how are you? I'm good, but it's also a sad day. Weijo Huang, I read, is leaving Olympiacos. So it's a tough day for me, but you know, there's positives too. I watched the video on Sergi Ganus done by YouTube yesterday, and I got excited that uh, we may have a gun on our hands. Um, so excited to talk about him. Uh, Bitiki uh, and 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 the other ins and outs at Olympiacos. So, yeah. Well, uh, well, I, I don't know who's going to be scoring the goals right now. Maybe Canos can score a couple of goals now that Weijo Huang is gone after scoring a total of zero goals for Olympiacos. Yeah, but I'm sure, but I'm sure we're going to be just fine. Uh, a couple of housekeeping before uh, we get things going, guys. Uh, a little word from our sponsors for those of you that may be looking to ship whether you're shipping from the united states from the uk from australia anywhere in europe because you're trying to move to greece or anywhere else then give our friends a call at pireos international they can handle all your trans shipping needs internationally whatever it might be wherever it's gotta go then get in touch with www.pireosintl.com that's www.pireos intl.com or call them on 410-675-4696 again that's 410-675-4696 and of course guys don't you don't forget bet us uh, our good friends at bet us uh, at bet us if you want to uh, to bet along with us then use our promo code gate 7 intl that's gate 7 intl at betus.com.pa again that's betus.com.pa share your bets with us we will give you guys a lot of insight that will help you make better bets again promo code gate7intl and you can use it at betus.com.pa we also put posts on socials with a link that will take you directly to the page you have to go to uh, and you can enter the information right there and of course if you like what you're seeing Please like and subscribe. It really helps the algorithm. Uh, we keep growing. Uh, we're gonna be. We're gonna keep bringing you some uh, some uh, some exclusive content, some lovely stats from Y Scout, 
about the uh, upcoming, uh, about the new signings Olympiacos made in January, crucial signings. Olympiacos at a very crucial juncture. We can give you all the stats, all the findings. Ari, I bet Aris is already uh, sinking his teeth on that new Bitiki guy. Uh, and also we're going to be bringing you a lot of uh, important uh, interviews with a lot of important insight, whether it is former Olympiacos players or, uh, or, 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 or colleagues or fellow journalists that are going to give us uh, all the inside information about new signings like Sergi Canos. We had an amazing, in, uh, amazing talk uh, last night, didn't we, Costa? Indeed. Go and check that out. Interview with Dan Long from Sky Sports. He's uh, he's a freelance journalist. He follows follows Brentford. Uh, really good insights into Sergi Canos. Turns out this is a loan deal for six months only. There's no obligation to buy, no option even. And some of you will have seen on our socials as well, we retweeted a statement from Brentford's director of football, um, Pretty much he's saying that um, Sergi hasn't had minutes at Brentford, but that there is, you know, there is a possibility for him to go back at the end of this six-month loan. I'm not so sure whether that's a tactical approach from the director of football, because from what was explained to us yesterday, and I know that like a lot of people in Greece are kind of freaking out, like, oh, why didn't we buy him? And why is this just a loan? And there's no option. And, oh, this is very short-termist and it's not part of the long-term plan, etc. which I understand. Um, I've got to remember that this is a 26-year-old player who's pretty much coming to the prime like prime years of his career uh, and he's worth more than 10 million euro according to transfer mark that is so if he if he plays well if he if he does well now then at the end of the 6 months Brentford are going to be in a good position to ask for a high fee now in mid January it was reported that they wanted 2 and a half million and that was again uh, quoted from from Sky Sports, but you've got to see this from a business angle as well, from from Be- from Brentford's point of view. Like I said, if he does well here, then you know the fee goes up. What they might ask, they do have the option to trigger a one year extension, so they can ask for money at the end of the six months. If we want to try and get him, we can try and get him. But again, there there might may well be competition. But also, guys, like we, you know, Philip Zinkenagel is coming back. At the end of the at the end of the uh, this season, we don't know what's going to happen there. We just signed another winger as well, Bitiki, who who we'll talk about. But but I'll stop uh, I'll stop there on on Canos. Like go and check that episode out uh, when you guys have a moment if you haven't already. And I do want to give a shout out to the basketball team. Massive win tonight in in Istanbul against Fenerbahce against Dimitri Zidudis's team, seventy three ninety three. It's you know, we've made some really big victories back to back, like, you know, beating Real Madrid at home, beating, uh, beating Maccabi last week, uh, winning away to, um, to Bologna as well in a really tight game. And we're sitting top of the standings right now in the Euro League with 15 wins, seven losses record. Um, and we've got FS coming to the Peace and Friendship Stadium in a couple of days for another sold-out game. Baba Nicolau with a monster performance. I think he had 22 points tonight and Isaiah Cannon went off as well with six, six three-points out of nine, 21 points from Isaiah Cannon and uh, 
you know, all of a sudden, maybe people aren't thinking about Tyler Dorsey anymore. But there, there's my basketball rant done. Uh, <laughs> we can, the, the comments are going off too, guys. Absolutely, they are. Uh, I think it's a very interesting signing, though, Sergi Carlos, based on what we uh, discussed with Dan Long yesterday. Uh, a player that played a huge, uh, a major role in Brentford's uh, promotion to the Premier League, historic promotion to the Premier League. Uh, a player that played a role in uh, Brentford's successful uh, maiden Premier League season, scored their first Premier League goal against Arsenal, nonetheless. A player who carries a lot of passion. He's going to put, uh, we, we expect a, uh, we expect him to show character on the pitch. A player that uh, can finally give some explosiveness, some movement, some life down the wing. It's going to be very interesting to see him playing alongside players like Costas Fortunis, James Rodriguez, Pepiel. Um, somebody asked if he's going to be ready for Pauk. I doubt it, personally. I'm going to be super shocked to see him in the starting lineup nonetheless. Maybe he'll be on the bench. but He'll be, he'll be on the bench. I'm some, sure he'll be on the bench. I, 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 I don't think that's unrealistic, but I wouldn't count on it. Uh, Labro, what do you make of uh, Sergi Carnos? Yeah, Honestly, you watched, you, you watched yeah. the video. Like, So what, what did you think from what you heard and in general, what are your thoughts? It's interesting because um, I, have, I have a few different perspectives because I haven't watched Sergi Carnos whatsoever. I don't know the player. I don't watch much Brentford. Um. But it seems like an interesting type of scenario. The players kind of been uh, been out of step or not chosen. So this is what happens. But I'm just considering how he came to Olympiacos. And I'm a bit worried that he's only played... I like he's just brought it up. He's played less than 90 total minutes of football this season. I guess that's the, the biggest worry for the player but we do have a bit of time here the playoffs don't start for another six match days and we brought in the other winger from Konyaspor who I think is significantly ready and he seems like a player that can play multiple positions he likes to play on the left wing from what I understand the most from from what you guys said so he he the, the journalist was telling us that he he likes to play on the right on the right but yeah. the season that he had the good numbers in the championship like eight goals nine assists i think it was he was actually starting out on the left but okay. yeah it's a player that's like pretty versatile i mean ari's yeah. going to be coming with a deep dive and he's already told us i mean the guys played left wing back left right back uh oh, sorry <laughs> right wing back and you know, in all the winger positions, and just again yeah. to answer this question from from Vagos, yes, it's a six month loan deal, no option, no obligation to buy. You can yeah. go back a couple of minutes. I just talked about that. Yeah, so I think the biggest worry is um, is he ready? One and two. What is the reasoning that as soon as Brentford essentially got into the Premier League, he was not really considered? Like, was he? not good enough of a player was his finishing not good enough was he not clinical enough it was like, it was the system that they were playing he, the, uh, it didn't really suit him the system that brentford were playing and he also got injured uh, at the start of the season he had a hamstring injury that dan told us won't uh, affect shouldn't affect him at olympiacos yeah. so i'm interested the 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 points i'm i'm excited about is supposedly he's fiery he likes the fans he likes a good atmosphere he's up for a big game you know i think I think that's something Olympiacos needs, you know, like we still don't have a ton of leaders on the pitch, you know, a ton of fighters, you know, 
a ton of guys who you go out there and you're like, I want to go to war with this player. So if he's a guy who can rise to the occasion in the derbies, you know, the hot environment, that's exciting for me. But as Costa said when you guys were speaking with um, the journalist from Sky Sports. Dan Long. Dan Long, yeah, sorry. The, the worry is like these players from England have just been flopping nonstop at Olympiacos. Yeah. Like Josh Bowler just recently. And then, yeah, we, we Joe is from Nottingham Force. But you, you know what I mean? Like sometimes Zinker Nagel failed, quote unquote, at Olympiacos. So it's just... There's a worry about the adaptive period. He he's Spanish, but he's been there for like eight years in the in the UK. So it's like he is Spanish, but you know, he's more used to English football. Will this you know, I'm just a bit worried about that, I guess, as well. But honestly, we need a winger. Um something's gotta be better than Gary Rodriguez. I just hope he gets time. And I'm I hope if he doesn't hit the ground running. People don't turn on him like they did with Zinkernago, who scored like three or four goals and still got booted out of the club. I just hope we give him a bit of time because he may need rhythm for sure. That, that's that's my opinion. And let's see where it goes. I can't claim to know everything about him, but this is just from what, listening to what you guys said and reading about him a bit. And yeah. Well, I'm I'm he, I'm I'm reading people calling him the next Broussard or the next Zinkernagel, but I think. I think based on what we were hearing yesterday, Costa, we came up with a uh, we came up with the name of our own, a comparison of our own. Do you remember which one that was? A former player, quite popular, quite legendary. Number nineteen. You want to remind me? Number nineteen. Who's guessing it? Who watched David Fuster? I watched again. Oh, yes, yes, Labro. Yes, Labro. Yeah, he's got that fire. But... Let's see, but it's it's one thing to have the fire when you play in the UK against like Burnley, and it's another fire when you go to sold out Tumba and look them dead in the eye. That personally, that's my opinion. Like I know the football level in the UK is so high, but the atmosphere is so much low than it is compared to what you would get at a derby in Greece. So it's one thing to be fiery there. You, you, if you're fiery in Greece and can can escape. That's another story in my book. So let's see it. I, I want to see it on the pitch. That's that's it. You know, that's all I have to say. So we're getting a lot of these messages today. Um, and I know we want to focus first on the ins, but in terms of, I mean, look, the window shutting in six minutes in Greece. And there was word about Gustavo Enrique yeah. throughout the day. Uh, this is a Brazilian centre back that's on loan at Fenerbahce from from Flamengo. I think he's 29 years of age. He played at Santos, actually. He was very good at Santos. He went to Flamengo and wasn't that good and got loaned out to Fenerbahce. And he was apparently close to signing. We'd been hearing his name the last couple of days. And then all of a sudden it was kind of like, oh, it's happening. No, it's not happening. There's not enough time to get the deal done, rescind the loan contract and then sign again for us. So that didn't happen. And I know there are mixed feelings on, on this issue and we've talked about it. I feel quite a bit the last few episodes, the last few lives we've done. Do we need a centre back and what the hell happens if Socrates or if um, Andreas Doi gets injured? Because Cisse's not been playing, Cisse's not been sold, 
Bar's not been playing. He's not been sold. And Retos is, you know, not ready. Right now. Yeah. I, I share the frustration of a lot of fans on the centre-back issue. As I said the other day, is better... Perhaps it's better not to buy a centre-back for the sake of buying a centre-back because in January is hard to find like quality and you really want to spend like getting a good center back costs money. So we have to, we have to pray like cross your fingers, like knock on wood wherever you are and just pray that Socrates and Doi somehow make it to the end of the season. It's going to get more complex when we get to playoffs. They're playing every, Every three to four days, aren't they? Yeah. When we get to the playoffs, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday, or like, you know. But Ba is still here. He's coming back. <sighs> Personally, I think what I w- I'm trying to think if I was in the room, how I would think of myself. I, I, I would think, okay, we had one or two center back options. They obviously liked Gustavo Enrique, but they couldn't get it done. So they're probably saying to themselves, yeah. Uh, they're probably thinking to themselves, well, look, if we get desperate, we can use Jan and Via at center back and have Samaseko play the six. Like, that's how I can picture them kind of reasoning within their head that that this makes sense, you know, because at the moment, Cissé, um, he's, he's, he's the fourth choice center back behind Retzos, Doi, and Socrates. And for me, Retzos, there's like... I'm not even sure Retzos could play for Asteras Tripoli like anymore when you watch him play. It's like no, I'm serious. He had a lot of injuries. He came back a lot of injuries, but go watch the guy play. Look, like go, go. If you take the player out of Olympiacos and could he play for Aris? Would he play instead of Braboric or Fabiano? No. Would he play for Ike? No, he wouldn't. Would he play for Pauk? No, he wouldn't. Would he play for Panathinaikos? Maybe with Bugaras, who sucks. Bugaras. Bugaras, whatever. Sucks. So, <laughs> but, but the thing with Retsos for me is just like, Retsos is not Olipiakos anymore. Like, he, you love the player. I loved him. He was one of my favorite players when he came through the academy. But Olipiakos cannot rely on Panos Retsos. Like, the goal he fucking gave up this weekend was comical absolute comical level defending so when if he has to play in a derby i fear for like all of our well-being so <laughs> i but and also cisse is miles ahead of fucking panos retos like what is the shit of like panos retos plays it really is quite annoying because i know cisse has made a lot of mistakes and blah 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 but like panos anyway, retos we're, so gonna, we're gonna get anyway. to the outgoings real soon uh, when it comes to the uh, to the new signings, uh, the big news is Zimmer Bitiki has officially yeah. joined Olympiacos from Konya Spor, a deal that has reportedly cost Olympiacos less than 1 million euros, uh, basically 900,000 euros. He's a winger as well, uh, coming from Konya Spor. Uh, apparently, Olympiacos uh, are... The, 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 it seems like Olympiacos are offering Andreas Buchalakis... Um, uh, in return, this has played a role in uh, during those discussions. Um, according to the uh, 
Olympiacos media, he is one of Konya Sport's best players. I personally don't know much about Konya Sport. But looking at the numbers, I'm seeing one goal and three assists uh, in 23 appearances across all competitions this season. And a total of 11 goals, 15 assists in 83 appearances for Konya Sport since 2021 when he joined from Viking. What do we make of that, fellows? I like this deal. You like it? I don't. I. I. I don't know the player. I. I don't know the player. So this is a. This is a guy born, ten years after me in Belgium, grew up in Norway. He played for the Norway under 15s all the way through to under 21. Now he's capped with Kosovo 16 times. He scored a goal. Is a player that plays predominantly on the left wing with a current market value of 5 million euros. His contract's up in the summer. Well, his contract at Konyaspor was up in the summer and we've yeah. managed to get this guy for around eight, it's like reported 800,000 maximum 1 million euro fee. And I've got to say, I've, I've watched like one minute of highlight reel and like I, I, I don't know the player, but, but looking at, some of the reactions on social media and some of the things that that Turkish friends are saying um, looks quite positive. Like this looks like a a player <coughs> that's highly rated, um, playing in a mid level team in the Turkish Super League. So Konya Sports, Konya Sports sitting eighth right now in um, in the Turkish League. They have nineteen teams. So he was in a midi- mediocre team. I understand he had a good season last season. Uh, this season he has 19 appearances. I think you mentioned Costa. One two goal, assists. Three. He has no goals in the, the league. league anyway. I, I yeah. don't think he has any goals in the league. He has. He's played he 19 games, has two assists, one goal in qualifiers of the the conference league, and that's that's it. And last season, he had a total of 39 appearances in the Super League and in the Turkish Cup. 39 appearances, 8 goals, 7 assists in 3,000 minutes. That's almost football. 1 in 2. That's 1 goal in 2, pretty much. I mean, it's a goal contribution mm. nearly every game. Exactly. It's a goal yeah. contribution nearly every game. Yeah, exactly. And it's... It, it, even in a one-minute highlight reel that I managed to watch, like he has something that we currently just don't have. What is that on the wings? Someone that can run at people or somebody that can dribble the ball. And is different to, to Josh Bowler. Like he mm, he has something. This this player has something. Mm. And I, I, I know, you know, there's a what <laughs> Someone here that's particularly opinionated on these kinds of things, and I'm going to bring him straight in. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Marshall, what Marshall joins us, and I take this opportunity also as well. If you're happy that Marshall just joined, like smash the like button. If you're happy in general and you want to hit the like button, you haven't done it already, do so because it costs nothing. If you're new, subscribe to the channel. We're your number one English source for all things Olympiacos. And now, Marshall, tell us about. Zimir Bitiki. It's going to be fun. You've to talked to Turkish them. people um, who follow with Marcel. So yeah. tell us. Uh, it's a French account that uh, speaks about Turkish football that told me it's 
with, with the price we pay for the for the player, it's uh, like a robbery because it has tremendous qualities. And uh, I, I I do believe I'm very optimistic about this move because it does not cost a lot of money at first. It's like it, it reminds me a little bit of Rangelovic when he came at first, like half a million halfway from Serbia. Yeah. Uh, the Turkish league is better, of course. That there is no comparison between both, but we can only be surprised positively will uh, with this player, in my opinion. And also, he has the he has good one on one ability, which is something we don't really have in the squad because. Uh, Gary Rodriguez's main ability is the pace, and Masuras is a much more com complete player, if I can say that, like tactically intelligent, uh, high working rate, stuff like that. But with Bitiki, as you said, Costa earlier, uh, when we spoke on the, on the phone, it, it, it could be like someone like Habdun, for example, in the past, you know, that kind of crazy winger that could light up the, the stadium. Um, from what I saw on videos, that it's not only it's not always the the true, but when I saw on the video, it's like he loves to dribble, uh, loves to create, loves to eliminate. Um, when you when you see the player we have currently in the team, the creativity we have in the midfield, this is probably the kind of profile we do need uh, on the wing. Uh, so let's see how it turns. And it's going to be more ready as well. Uh... Uh, with with so many important games coming up with the semifinals against Ike, you've got Pauk in, on Sunday, which I think is way too soon for both those wingers. Uh, but it seems like those two players, uh, Canos as well, they're, they're bringing some sort of some sort of explosiveness, some sort of tempo, some sort of they move the ball forward, they break inside the uh, the box, they, they 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 throw the ball in. I mean, especially you said it, Martial. I mean, it, 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 when it comes to uh, uh, to, to, to Bitiki, who has also been pronounced as Butucci, Zumer Butucci, we need to find out how he's called. It sounds very positive. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think also it's, uh, like Martial said, it's like low-risk um, low transfer. Olympiacos just needs, you know, I think they're just giving giving this guy a chance and to see what it is because everyone's seen what the wing play now is with Masuras and Gary Rodriguez. So it's a bit like, can he be that much worse is the feeling I feel with like the, the wingers we bring in. It's just like, surely no one can be, be worse than what Gary and Masuras have been producing the past few months. So let's see. I, I, again, I have no idea what the guy looks like, what he plays like. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. And I think this one is also a uh, a permanent transfer. So yeah. if he turns good, you know, he's going to be here in the summer and we can use him for qualifiers, which will be very, very, very important. So I think that's a pro as well. So Yeah, and also what I wanted to say about Rangelovic is that I remember when he came, he had no pressure at all. Like no one knew him when he came. And we all remember what he did in the qualifiers in the summer. And that's probably what I'm expecting from Bidiki when he will probably came in in the, in the next few games, like playing without pressure compared to Tovin, for example. Because if you bring Tovin in January, of course, at first you have to give him good money. 
and he has to win you the the title because if if he don't if he doesn't it's a it's a failure it's already a failure and you 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 arrive in the summer uh with a disappointment and and I'm not try I'm not saying that to convince people that it's good we, we did not get Tovan because it would have been a good good transfer but probably this is what we need uh with the, with the team because if we go back to the summer every big name that came almost failed if i'm not mistaken yeah compared to a player that came without any pressure or any uh publicity or stuff like that and like Madi Kamara when he came at first uh Papa Busise, for example when they came they, they didn't have a big name so maybe we we have to move on from big name to uh informed player in lower leagues probably Bitiki could be one of them let's see well hopefully they're going to be ready as well with those big games coming up uh I can see him playing on Sunday which one be, Bitiki or the other one I can see Bitiki coming on for like 15 minutes or something Ah, uh, you mean from the bench? That's what I was about to say. Like, I, I would be yeah. shocked to see either one of them in the starting lineup. I think it's very pretty realistic to see them uh, on the bench. Uh, do we have to add anything about the uh, the signings? Because we do have some breaking news in terms of outgoings. Uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't forget that Rodine is also a January transfer window signing. And Ramon. And yeah. Ramon as well. Yeah, we haven't. So we've made. All right. Are we correct here? Four. It's been four transfers this January. Transfer I'll try to can, count transfers out now. Important and important positions. Important positions yeah. that need right on the left back. Rodine at right back. Bitiki wing and and Canos. a versatile winger. Let's mm. call him. Yeah. Also, I'm Hopefully wondering what this means. Uh, Jim Solbakan client. Is that Bitiki? Is this like a famous agent or something? Uh... This is from Stell from the Nerdtrofters podcast. I assume. I don't know anything. I think he's the the agent of Oli Gunnar Solskjaer as well. Yeah, wasn't wasn't he working with uh, Omar as well for a bit? Maybe he's a Norwegian agent, I guess. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, uh, we got we got some uh, some breaking news. Uh, Thomas Watzlik has been announced oh. by Huddersfield. He has officially joined Huddersfield. They have uh, all they have ju- they have shared a little clip presenting him almost five minutes ago. So this is it now. Libyakos are going to continue with Paschalakis and Zolakis for the rest of this extremely crucial season with some extremely crucial matches coming. Like, do, you have like some extre- do, do you have some extremely opinionated views on this, Costa? Because I'm, I'm feeling it. Let, yeah. let, let, let me hear it. No, I mean, uh, I, I, I think I've already said it like twice. Martial was there. Labros was there. Uh, I think you were there as well. Uh, listen, Alexios Paschalakis has been has had an amazing season, absolutely incredible season by Alexios Paschalakis. I do hope he's not going to remember his old self from Pauk. He he committed some unbelievable howlers during his time at Pauk. I do hope he doesn't get injured. It's extremely difficult matches lying ahead. Very few days in between to rest and regroup from those extremely difficult matches. Kostas Zolakis, incredible performance against Aris, a fantastic goalkeeper with a very bright future ahead of him. But it's one thing to uh, play in a cup game against Aris. It's another thing to do this again and again and again in eight derbies in a row. You know what? I think 
it would have been best if Vatslik was a was a plan B in case Paschalakis could not start for Olympiakos. After all, he's a man with a lot of talent, a lot of experience, a lot of success. He was the one that basically got us in Europe with his penalty saves. But you know what? Good on Huddersfield. Well, I, I, I wish him the best. Uh, I think Huddersfield fans should be happy. At the end of the day, Olympiakos have two very, uh, two very talented goalkeepers. I do hope Paschalakis remains fit. Hmm. I have a completely opposite opinion to that. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> it's, official. I, I think... it's official. This is official now. Oh. Agibu Camarato Atromitos loan. It's official now. Well, at least yeah. I've picked it up. It's uh, it's in the French press. Uh, foot 224. I see they're basically citing. Uh, after having um, turned turned back on interest from Standard Liège, Anderlecht and Hertha Berlin to name but a few clubs, he is going to be loaned out to Atromitos for the next six months without any option to buy. So that's breaking right now. I think Chris Coleman will do a good job with that one. That's a good shout, actually. That's a really good shout. They've been in good form too recently, but... Imagine standard Liège calling, heard the Berlin calling, and you give them to Atromitos. I, I'd be more interested in Martial's opinion of this. Actually, I, I have no words because I don't really understand the the, the point of loaning Hagibu for for only six months. Because uh, if if um, if the plan is is to uh, have him back in the roster, which is something I, I do believe, or at least make a good sale. You have to loan him for one year and a half, like because he's gonna play like what ten games, twelve games, maybe with Atromitos, um, and that's it. It's that's not enough if we if we want him to improve, because we all know the league. Atromitos probably not gonna make into the playoff, so he's gonna play. He's gonna play games without any interest because Atromitos won't be in danger for salvation. So it's a it's a very difficult a, to beat. They, they, they have a shout. They have a shout at the playoffs. They're yeah. not too far away, and Aris is no. not looking yeah. good. Valos is the last post. Last yeah, that's post. They're, 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 there's a four point difference. But yeah, I mean, it's um, yeah, they're they're not. Let's see. Adi, we just said it. Agibu uh, Kamara is going to Atromitos. He's not going to Maccabi Tel Aviv. But I, I just think it makes no sense. If if teams abroad were interested, it'd be I would be more interested in Agibu going abroad and getting experience. The guy already fucking dominated on that night with Fenerbahce. He he scored important goals against Ike. He had big moments. What is he going to learn in the Greek Super League? Like, what a colossal waste of time. I... I know he's in poor form right now, but like if standard Liège calls, like surely, sure, surely you let him go there. You know, I, I just they're in a they're in a pretty scrappy fight in the in the league there. So I don't know. It's just disappointing. But yeah, and the, the website say that if he turned out the the loan to Atromitos, he would have played with the B team until the end of the season. So how could you? It's how could you treat 
we, we can debate on what we did on the on the pitch after the the African Cup. Like this is a major topic, but the way it's handled, you, I mean, when the Africa Cup uh, came and after what he what he did after that, you knew a departure would come because. It, it lost ground in the team, and we needed some someone more ready if, if we wanted to go to the Champions League. But you, you need to plan the loan earlier. Like you knew probably in April, in last May, that it, it, it would leave, and yeah, yeah, you needed to leave in, in in June, in July, maybe. Yeah, just getting to League Two of a team like like that. Is my maths a little a little off? Uh, aren't Olympiacos left with three pl- with three midfielders now? No. Mvila, Samaseku, Juan. Ah, four, four, yeah. Kasami, yeah. Kasami, yeah. That's not a bad. That's not a bad. Yeah. Vasilis Turlis just came back. Did he come back? I just made that up. Did... I don't know. Did he? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I made that, that up in our group chat, I, yep. but I don't know. Oh, was that was that a joke that you made? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a joke, but I read that he was thinking of coming back, but I didn't see anything official. I bet plus, there was we, news... plus, we got a thousand number tens as well, so like they are technically midfielders. But there was news about um, about him breaking, getting alone. thrown out of Sittard because they didn't see any use of him anymore. But I don't know. Um, is this? Official Stell is telling us about Pinagas. Yeah, yeah, no, that yeah, was official. I I said that that was that was real, but then I said Sulis as well, which was not real. So I wonder. Real, yeah. I I wonder if there's any plan to use him. I don't think he played a lot there's at no Apollon. I don't think he played a lot at Apollon. Uh, Stell, maybe you can you can confirm that. The B team needs a striker, I've read. So that if if El Arabi or Bakambu get injured, then we have. Could you imagine Bakambu gets injured right now? Yeah, not good. Yeah. If Bakambu gets injured, we're in big trouble. Costas Fortunis has played as a as a false nine. Uh, obviously, oh, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't. He um, wasn't. How do you call it? Uh, uh, he he didn't rack the goals, but he wasn't no. half bad. Not at all I, have bad. What epic said it? I remember one game Man or City. two. Uh, no, quite a few. Uh, quite a few. Exa- against it, Barcelona. Exactly. Thank Barcelona, you. Sporting Lisbon away. Man City. Man City uh, at home when we had all those COVID problems. No, no, no. But yeah. Crisis. Um, Not ideal. But it seems like we have a few more outgoings. Uh, hardly kick the ball. Okay, then yeah. that's promising. But my opinion on Vachlik is for the player, I'm happy that mm-hmm. he's gone because I think he deserves an opportunity to go start somewhere. Let him go start the... Oh, you have something no, no, to say, Marcel? No, no, no. no. Uh, I would like to speak on, on this topic, but just go on. Yeah, so <laughs> on, on Vachlik, I'm just, I appreciate everything he's done for Olympiacos, but I think... Pascal Lakis is here for the rest of the season. If he goes down, so Lakis is fine. Vachelik is not the future at Olympiacos. He deserves to go somewhere. Nobody said start. anything about the future. I, I know, I know, I know. Costa, but I, I think Vachelik is like the international goalkeeper of the Czech Republic wants to play football, right? So I think, I think he, I think it's fine. Also, I will say Vachelik could not jump anymore. Like he couldn't run, he couldn't jump. Um, and a lot of the problems from the qualifiers also occurred 
because of Vachlik's inability to move and come for crosses. I know he saves us in the penalties, but a lot of goals actually from the qualifiers came from his inability to get out. And first things first as well, I was surprised he passed the medical at Huddersfield Town. So that's that. But there were some fake, there were some fake news uh, on Twitter that he failed, he failed the medical, at Alkmaar. Yeah. Alkmaar. The, the question about that is, who is the most reliable, the, the young goalkeeper that comes out a, a big game in Aris or the whole number one that was injured in a key part of his body when you're a goalkeeper, which is the shoulder? and yeah. needs to find more rhythm. And I think those two things balance, and also the fact that probably, as Lambro said, he deserves to play because I, I'm not sure that league, uh, it, it's very difficult for a former number one to be the number two or even even more than number three in the, the rankings of the goalkeeper. So yeah. if it, I don't know. Probably we, we it's something we could regret, but at least we, we won't have to play Christensen if Bachalakis gets injured. So that's the good news. That's a good thought, Marcel. But I will say this. Anyone who trashed Vatslik and is like, oh, thank God this fraud is gone. If Bachalakis gets injured and Solakis plays at the playoffs and he has a nightmare, I am not going to listen a word of it from mm. those people. Zolakis is a fraud. Zolakis was shit. Get rid of him. Get Christensen in. I am not going to listen a syllable of that. Not going to mm. have a syllable of that. But also, it, it, it clears up some wage bill going into the second half of the season as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, moving on, there's more news of people going away. Uh, where do we even start? Weijo Huang, real quick, is back to... Or Buhalakis is to, to Konyaspor. And... Uh, Avila is, is a sale. Is a sale it's to fun. Ludo Gores, yeah. But are those done deals... Definite done deals. Uh, we lost Martial. We lost Martial, but I... Well, Weijo Huang is gone, man. It's devastating news. Weijo Huang. Do we even need to when, talk about it? Weijo Huang is gone. The, the window the window in Turkey is open until the 8th of February. <coughs> okay, so it's so not that, done yet for Bukhalakis. Yeah, but that's happening, but it's not announced yet. And then in terms of Avila, we had a good source in Bulgaria tell us about that already yesterday. Done that deal. It was It was a done deal. Haven't seen him in Ludogorets color uh, kit yet, but I mean that that that's that's surely done deal as well. Yeah, uh, we didn't see Avil after that Leoforos game, did we? No, I I, I I still think we could have used him for the role that we bought him in for. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know. Do you guys remember? I mean. What do you guys think of that? Like, uh, we we've expressed our our opinions about Leoforos. But we didn't see him after that, didn't we? He was never brought in to be a starting right back who plays in Leoforos. Like he was exactly. never like he was there to like make sure that we don't have to see Vrusai play football anymore. And he he what what is Avia? He's like an average to mediocre full offensive right back. Offensive right, but he's an offensive right back. That's like what he is. Like he he's a it's is it's his position. He knows how to play the position. He's not like a winger playing there. He's not a midfielder playing there like the rest of them are. And he was fine. Even in moments, he he had good games where he <coughs> good games, quote unquote, where he was running down the side. He had nice interplay. Like he wasn't horrible by any means. It it, it, it just seems like someone 
someone lost it after Leoforos and was like, I don't want to see this guy ever again, which the club denies. But like, how can you deny it when the evidence is what it is? Um, yeah. Sima Vasalko, yeah, he's gone, mate. <laughs> Does anyone remember Sima Vasalko? He, he, absolute... he retired, I think. Did he retire? He's raising um, sheep, I think, in Croatia. You know, also who left? Uh, he says we, that we... with such a sorry. We can't, we can't go on. He said that with such a serious face. <laughs> he posted on Instagram that he was raising sheep. So I just like I, I <laughs> he like lived in a snowy village or something. But I, I'm looking at him. Yeah, he hasn't found a club yet. Like Sime Versalco. I think he's finished. I think he's retired, or he's going to retire. Also, uh, this, this, this and Masuras, Yanis Masuras also left for Poland. Both of them. Yeah. They both, they, they both played in their first game, and Yanis Masuras had a had a very good game from what I I saw. Yeah. But uh, we also have some players that we thought were going to leave in January, but didn't. Uh, one of them is Ole Grebchuk, who Olympiakos, Olympiakos have rejected a third uh, bid from Montpellier. They rejected the first one, which was three million. Second one was four million, and the last one that was four four and a half million after rejecting offers from Strasbourg and Bologna as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Oleg is staying. Four and a half million pounds uh, euros. Excuse me have been um, rejected. Pretty strange one, isn't it, guys? Pretty of a strange one here. I wish I could say it was strange. Yeah. For Olympiakos. For Olympiakos, it's not. But can, do Olympiakos actually expect a better offer for Oleg Rebchuk? No. But I think we, we were kind of waiting for the panic buy offer we could have had, and we probably have one with Montpellier because uh, Mont- uh, the 4, 4.5 million for Reapshuk looks like good money in my opinion and I'm not sure his value will raise until the summer unless we qualify for the Champions League or if he, if he, if he's, if he does uh, very good qualifiers with the club but he's not he, he doesn't have a uh, bankable bank nationality on the market because the national team of Moldova is very average. Like they don't play in big tournaments, they don't even win games, and he's a left back. So, if unless he he grabs some assists until the end of the season, his main value is to play back to back games. So, I'm not so sure we will have an offer like that in the summer. But also, probably we were afraid to lose him. In the middle of the season, and without that's what I was about to ask. Yeah, sorry, Martial, go on. No, but I think that the signal that we, we refused, we turned on like same applied for Cisse and Germany because we have no one to replace them. Do you know, uh, Martial, or anyone? Did you do you guys know how much I Hertha Berlin were, were offering for Cisse? I think it was a loan, a loan. I don't have the details. No, no. Yeah, I, I don't have to deal. No one's gonna buy Cisse for more than four million euros now. Like, it's gonna be a loan with a option, or it's gonna be that like three, four million euros max. I think. Who who would buy who would buy Cisse like seriously right now? With not for, not not for more than three or four million. It doesn't make it? sense. Like the guy's not playing football. He's the fourth choice center back at Olympiacos. His age profile. He's leaving his prime years. He's like. He's not leaving his prime years, but you know, when you're a team 
that buys a player and then you want to sell them like see say what is he now like 28 he's only got a few 27. more years. 27 like he's not 24 anymore where you can demand 10 million euros for him so it's difficult and the club is so stuck sometimes on numbers you know like I, I think they, they're almost like insulted by four million euros for Cisse, but it's like Yeah, we turned it we weird. turned down we turned down uh, the, the the big offer from, from Cisse. I think it was in January, not this season, but the two years ago maybe, before he went to Saint Etienne, we turned down like sixteen million euros from I think about Augsburg in Germany. But the I think we also turned down uh, an offer last no, not not last summer. The summer after he came back from Saint-Étienne, uh, I think it was Trois and Ligan, you know, that belongs to the city group. They offered like eight, nine millions for him and we turned down because we were expecting for 10 million. Yeah. Yeah, I don't well, know who, who you can sell for 10 millions in Greece right now. Yeah, exactly. But what, what, bothers, me with, what, what bothers me with Cissé is the disrespect. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like Cissé is probably not worth three to four million right now i can agree with that but like the comments like he's dangerous he's got a mistake in him yeah he does but this is a player that we signed in the besnik hussey year mm-hmm. he's what been around for, he's been around for so long at this club he had to go away to center tien then come back and start as a fifth centre-back. Was it last season? Last season, he started behind Svetozar Markovic in the, in the rankings. He had to play left-back away against Ludogorets and against, uh, what was it, the team before that, the Azeri team that we played against. Baku, he had to play... Nefci Baku. Bravo. He played left-back against Nefci Baku because the team had corona crisis and then he cemented his place back in the team and now he's out of favor again it's like yeah there are you know cc does have those moments in lapses in concentration but so 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 socrates has to yeah, but yes, it, it, what a disaster with the offside. Like, how many times do we play this game with Socrates? And yeah, but guys, as well as he said, he had a horrible year, horrible season. He, the season started horribly for him because he lost a very, very dear person of his, right? Yeah. Family tragedy. It, it was a real tragedy, what, what happened to Cissé. And we never discussed, we never got to know what a what kind of mental impact it, it had on his psyche. But I do want to bring one more person in this who always has a very important insight into the players, uh, He, uh, especially when it comes to their numbers, and that is none other than Gate 7 International Zone, Aris Bulubasis. What's up, guys? I just wanted to come in and say hi real quick. I'm not sticking around too long. It's incredible. Okay. I've never even we're, we're seen the StreamYard there. thing with this many people. <laughs> have this is the first time people? I've seen it. Is this the first time all five of us have been on? I think, I think so. so. I've never yeah. seen this. this it might before. well be. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> this is a lot going on right here. This is crazy. Yeah, no, this is crazy. It's I don't even know what it is. In games. <laughs> Adi, tell us what you think about Olympiakos' last day in the transfer window. Uh, well, it's going to be eventful for me. I, yeah. I'm promising you guys tonight. So all the data has been pulled. 
um, for Sergi. I'm going to do that deep dive tonight when I get home after Michali goes to bed. That will be recorded. I've watched the film. It's going to be done tonight. Then tomorrow I will record the uh, – oh, my God. Because of my iPhone auto-correcting his name, I, I, I'm going to say Bisquick every single time now. Mm. But uh, I'm going to have that deep dive done also um, t- tomorrow. So over the course of the next two days, there will be two deep dives done uh, f- uh, for these players. And I'll get those out of the way so that you guys have uh, some analysis for that. So that will be done. And as far as the, the moves, interesting trend. I know I talked <coughs> to you guys about it in our group chat. But looking at, you know, if we count Rodinet, which was technically done before um, uh, the window actually started, Rodinet, Ramon, Sergi. I, I don't know anything about the, the um, he's from Kosovo, the Kosovoan winger. Uh, Bitiki. Bitiki, yeah, thank you. Before I say Bisquick again. Uh, <laughs> auto-correcting in my brain. <coughs> But three of the four so far are fighters. Remember, Holebas told you guys the team was lacking fighters. And here we go. We've signed three players now that are fighters. So very interesting. I, I like these signings. It's for the first time there's a window where I'm not looking at a signing and be like, what is this? There's three signings, three good signings. Maybe Ramon I don't think is going to have impact, really big impact this season, but I think he's a project signing that we'll get something out of in the future. But for sure, between Rodine and, and Sergi, I think we've got something good here. Perfect. Bitiki, I've also heard, is a player that tracks back. He's not oh. like the typical kind of flair man out on the wing that just like likes to do step-overs and dribble and run at people. Like maybe, you know, that was a criticism of Josh Bowler probably. It didn't track back like tactically, not very astute. But but I have read um, from a little bit of research that it is a player that puts the effort in as well. Like he like he does like to track back. Yeah, yeah. I would like to um to men- um, I would like to touch on something Martial said about uh, uh, Reabchuk because we haven't seen much of Ramon. You've done an excellent uh, excellent work in this uh, Ari with your deep dive. But if Ramon does not work out, if he and, and if he gets injured, and Oleg had left to one of his suitors, Olympiacos would have been pretty screwed in that department. So maybe that's the reason. No, they uh, won't. Why? Why? Because we have Rusai and Andrutos. They can play everywhere, man. Ha ha ha. Okay. Uh, LOL. Plus, Mar- plus Marcelo as well is there. Yeah, Marcelo. But, uh, oh yeah, God! I didn't even mention him. He's not gone. He didn't leave. I guess he didn't leave at the end. So he's not going to Turkey. Oh, he still can go to Turkey because they're open a week later. So we have we have a bit of a, a lineup here: Pascalakis, Rodinei, Lavros, Costas, Costa, Ramon, Marcial, Ari, Ham, Ari, James, Bakambu, Biel. That's a lineup right there. I think is this a four-four-two? I'm not sure because no, I'm not, I, I, no I'm that looks like a that looks like a five-three-two. I'm no winger. I can do 10, I'll do 8, I'll do 6. That's me. I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. Oh, we got it's a 5 2 3, actually. Yeah. Five, five, I'm the middle central defender. I'm like the the leader yeah. in the defense. You're, you're you know? the two one. Exactly. Labros and I are center back. So is Costas Levoyanis. Martial and Ari are midfielders. So. Ari, you're playing in your natural position Works with Kamis Bakabun Biel up front. Okay, it's not 
horrible. Get what a great partner in the midfield. I'd love that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But yeah, back on to, to the team, guys. The the transfer window, this window, just it doesn't resemble a lot of the other ones, I guess. Like um it's reserved at least, you know. They got rid of the disaster the, the, the big problem was getting rid of players. Almost twenty players that left. Twenty players left this window. If we start from Manolas, that is not on the on the numbers, it's uh, it was fourteen players out of the <coughs> before uh, Agibu Kamara loans loan to Atromitos and Wijo going back to uh, Nottingham or elsewhere in the yeah. MLS. So it's like 16 players out. It's incredible. It's actually incredible Like to think about it, that moving 16 players on. I, I don't know who uh, who needs to be, uh, uh, I don't know the word, like granted the, the work done. Like probably Mitchell at first because, because you said it. At the very first, very first moment when he came, that like he wanted to, the the roster to be reduced, yeah. and also the club as a whole has made a a good work to get rid of players. And I I, I think we we've said it before on the show that players like Kutrich, for example, or Janis Masuras, you need to stop expecting a fee or not giving them a loan because it does not matter at that time. They won't come back. They have no place. Olympiaco, so you have to resign them and let, let them go on a free because they want to pull them and probably the same will happen in the in the summer when we will get back some loanies that yeah. are in the plan. At 16, yeah. I think it could be a record in January. I don't recall. Mm-hmm. Do we know probably. how many players since the summer have actually like, whether they didn't stay long, how many have actually like they were here and they left. Is it over thirty players have exited? Maybe like 40? let's who came in the summer then left. You've got no, no. no I'm just saying. Period. Conrad many, De La Fuente. Like how many players that Avia. at least were here for a time? Doesn't matter how long. Like have exited the club this season. It's close. It's more than twenty. No, it's yeah. got to be. It's over thirty. I think. To be <laughs> honest with you, like think I'm including loans too. Like. Pepe, uh, suppo- Pepe came back to Olympiacos for like one day and then went on loan again as well, I guess. So it's crazy. Cartagena, he's gone. Yeah. He, played just, a, he played as a starter for the first game. Can I just uh, this comment? We talked about this the other day. Rajilovic is a transfer, it's not a loan. Yeah, yeah, Katerinenburg. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, here, I have Maybe. the list. It is. I have the full list here of players that have read, exited read the, the names. club this season. Read, read the names. Let's do so, it. So, Ruben Semedo. God, that feels oh. like a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Madi, of course, going to Roma. Onyakuru going to Turkey. Tiquinho to Botafogo. Lazaradevich. That was a transfer, by the way. It's uh, 500K, it looks like, was the official sale. Uh, Kenny Lala. Kutris. Chumich. I guess Yanis Masuras, um, uh, Nicolias, I guess. I forgot about this kid, the central midfielder, Nicolias, whatever. I don't know how you say. Karagiris, the goalkeeper, Manola, Vachlik now, Markovic, um, uh, AK 47, Pepe, mm-hmm. Hassan, Zinkernago. Pepe actually has come and left twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <He's>... 
It's not a good look. <laughs> Joao Carvalho played yeah. against Maccabi Haifa. Don't forget about that. Yeah, Carvalho too. He's one. Kunde, Lovera, Doran Leidner. We brought him in and loaned him out. Kane, Fadiga, Solis, Pizos, Versalico. Technically, I don't know if this counts, but Avram played for us, right? And then yeah. retired. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> that oh counts God. as an it's exit. Incredible. This is like a fucking football squad. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Voilis is another one, like uh, yeah. Josh, Josh Bowler. One. Josh Bowler. Josh Bowler. Um, and I oh. guess. Uh, I guess tech. I don't know. I mean, Roni Lopez and uh, Karbovnik, technically their loan deals ended, right? Yeah. So, uh, but if you want to count them as exiting in the summer, they left over the summer. So that's man. Did you say Tequino oh, so as well? Tequino. I did say Tequino. There is B team players that left too, like double on loan and. Uh, I'm not even counting those. those. I didn't Kunde even. Kunde as well? God damn. Kunde, Kunde. Yeah. yeah. So that. So he's by been, that count. By this count. Right here, I'm just looking at it right now. By this count, in terms of this number of departures, it was a total. If we include like Rony Lopez, Karbovnik, I guess as well, 30 departures, 29 players that departed. Two coaches, two managers two, as well. Two, yeah, let's say two coaches. <laughs> Man, I, this is. This is I got a question for the panel. If Olympiacos win this title, will this be the most heroic title or the most random title Olympiacos ever win? It would be the most absurd more, title. I think it says more about the Greek Super League if Olympiacos is able to win the title this year. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. How? You know, just like how? So, yeah, that's crazy. We have literally. That's more than a whole – I'm just thinking about it like most rosters, right, you have like maybe anywhere between 25 to 28 normal teams, right, 25 to 28 players. So an entire roster and some plus coaching staff has been has exited the club this season. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about Jao Carvalho too. What a random player. <laughs> hey be nice to carvalho that was that was our first exclusive that was our first exclusive but like i'm looking actually because when ari was bringing this up i'm looking at the team that played uh maccabi haifa and the lineup was vachlik versato <coughs> manolas sisei reyabchuk madi kamara mamadou kane andreas buhalakis zinkernagel tequino and masuras it's like what a, a horrible what a horrible season, guys! Like what, yeah, what terrible management, terrible management, absolutely terrible management this season. Uh, we have we are well over an hour right now. Um, do we have anything to add to the transfers? Because I would like to do a bit of a preview for Pauk. Uh, who else is out? Like it's so hard. Like as Adi just described, I think is there anyone else? I don't know. Guys, tell us, is there someone we're missing? I think we covered them all. I mean, you're, and, you're talking about in general. Yeah. And one last note. Are we worried that we don't have enough sixes or eights now? Someone brought it up in the... We just we, discussed it about the midfielders. We got yeah. like two sixes yeah. and two eights and, uh, and 100,000 number tens. Yeah. So I guess with no uh, Europe, you know, the team's just like, fuck it. Let's ride it until the summer and hope this works, you know. But like if Jan and Via goes down or... I, I don't like. I don't like. I don't. I'm scared. Kasami playing a derby, like, or anyway. or or Samaseku plays finally. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Hopefully, Yanavia deserves a big contract from somewhere at the end of the summer. Like it may not be Olipiakos, but like some Arab team better pull out the wallet for him. 
I, I got an interesting. Sorry, sorry, Labrador, but I got. Go I, I got an interesting question for you all. Samaseku, where do you play him at, in the Olympiacos team? At the six in front of the defence, or do you play him at the eight where he can press? Isn't Villa uh, playing or no? Very forget good Villa. Forget Villa. If you want Samaseku in the team, where do you play him? If Avila's in there, you have to play him further up the pitch. Okay. Without Avila, you can play him back. Or, yeah, but Ari, what about this? What if you're playing against a team that's very good on the counter? Your defense sucks because you're Olympiacos. <laughs> what if you had Envila and Samaseku in midfield providing cover for that horrible uh, defense that you cannot trust? Okay, but then who's going to be – You we've we've done this before with two negative midfielders. I don't mean negative in the fact that they're, like, bad. I mean no, no, more, yeah, yeah. more defensive. I, and we've been through this. It, it always ends in something – ugly you might be staving off the inevitable maybe you might be helping the defense out but if you can't score you can't get the ball forward you're in the same position so you would have to that depends who your wingers are that depends who your wingers are though well exactly that who do we who do we have (laughs) i mean now maybe with the transfers hopefully it's a different story but it's not a good situation you would have to adjust you would have to play four three three huang would have to be there yeah and uh, yeah that's the only way it would work yeah. yeah. I imagine if we, ha- we had to play him and somehow it triggers the first search option that if either one is known, it will be funny. No, it's just a, it's just a joke. But <laughs> sometimes I, I wonder if there isn't some kind of hidden clues on his loan because it's it, the same situation with Madi in Roma, if we're honest. Because yeah, look at the midfield of Roma, he just stopped playing. At all, and he was probably one of the best midfielder of Roma before that, and probably he will gonna play again in like one or two months, and Roma will come back with a five million offer. We're gonna accept because we have no choice. Well, the transfer. Sorry, the would be a nice, nice solution because I just saw a comment. Yeah, and I yeah. agree more. I agree more with that because that's one of his original positions that he hasn't played for years on. And uh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, this has been—I mean, the summer trans. This has been a much calmer transfer window than the the one we saw in the summer. I cannot remember a more turbulent one. And uh, well, this—I mean, when it comes to Olympiacos, this is it. That's it. That's their transfer business for uh, for January. And we got an extremely difficult match coming up—the most difficult match of the of the second round. Followed by another extremely difficult match, which is Ike Adopap, which is on Thursday. It's so Sunday Pauk, Ike on Thursday. Uh, what do we make of this uh, of this upcoming game with Pauk? If we win there, we're probably gonna win the league because uh, I do believe that is the worst place to to win because if we remember Paul game against Pauk, it, it always was very difficult. Like, apart probably of the 3 nil we won at Karaiskakis, I do not remember a clear victory against Pauk, like the one we we did, uh, for example, at Leoforos with Martins at the end in playoffs, like the, the 4-1, or, pro- or against Ike during like 10, 12 games, if I'm correct, without losing. But against Pauk, we always have problems. We always struggle for it's an not extremely... very optimistic. 
I'm not very optimistic because they are so fucking difficult to beat. Lushesku's team are very difficult to beat. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a it's an extremely important game because for me it is a, a it is a do or die situation, and it is the kind of game that Olympiacos need to make a statement, and that statement is we're not we're we're not going to finish fourth because if Olympiacos lose fourth place is starting it, it's not a certainty but it's starting to become a possibility. It needs Olympiacos need to make a statement there. Yeah, I agree with you, and I'll leave on this note. I do have to head out, but. I already told Costa in the last live that we did, this is going to be a tough game. I'm going to be like sitting on pins and needles, ass clenched, heart pumping. <coughs> it's going to be one of those really difficult games. But it'll be, you know what? It's tough, but I, it'll definitely be entertaining, I think, even if I'm going to have a heart attack during the whole thing, screaming at Mikali while the whole thing's happening. It'll be great. I'm so pumped. But I'll see you guys, and I'm definitely looking forward to the game. Exciting transfers, exciting deep dives. And I guess we'll talk about that more after the game on Sunday. So I'll see you guys then. Take care, Adi. Yeah, right. The three turn is the thing that I don't really see Mitchell throwing back Fortunis in a game like that. In a game like that, he probably lost no. some ground too after the last game. It's like Martins pre-Arsenal. He's not going to play him against Bauk or something. What do you reckon, Labro? What do you reckon? I what do I see? Um, I don't know. I personally, I would take a draw, like right now, if you offered it to me. Um, I, I, I watched a bit of Pauk's game with Levadia Kors. Um, they were quite open, to be honest, Pauk. Like the defending was quite poor, I would say. But this Ingerson point about play. say again. Ingerson didn't play against... Ingerson didn't play. Yeah. That's right. They played Carregas. Um, I don't know. I didn't want to take anything from it, but we'll see. It's a, it's a derby. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be craziness. And these things either go two ways. Like, it's nervy, nil-nil. No one wants to come out. Or they're just going to come out full tilt, and Olympiacos is going to be under it, and it's going to have to absorb some pressure. And you know, we did it once before at Leoforos. Remember that atmosphere? Like, oh. back against the wall, Olympiacos was shit all season. Like, everyone was like, Panathinaikos is going to destroy them, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be a party. And they went out there back against the wall, and they figured it out, and they got a result. They should have won. Um, yes, we like, I don't want to lose to Pauk, but we need to be honest about the situation here. It's, um, Olympiacos is... He's not in the best of form. They created chances last week, but, you know, it's, it's a complete... I, I You can almost not even predict it. Like, it's a completely different ball game. you know what I mean? It's just... It's a derby. It's a Greek derby. Everyone who watches these games knows, like, it is very hard to predict how things go into yeah. them, you know? So It could be, like, the the 3-1 we, we ate that night with, with uh, Martin at when he, in his first season when we got murdered by Pau. Or it could be those... I, I remember a draw with a bar header on a corner, a, a game we could have lost like 10 times and we snatched the throw. And as you said, I would I would take the throw right now if someone offered us that. I, I do believe we have, we have the shot because obviously, as people say in the comments, yeah. they have some weaknesses. What do you yeah. say, Costa? Yeah, the players do. 
No, sorry, Marcial. Sorry, I interrupted you there, pal. No, no, I was going to say they have new players in defense. They have Tyson to to introduce in the team. They have Constantelia that probably gonna be in in very big form because he's yeah. probably a big game player because he was kind of average against Lavadiaco. So we all also, remember what he did in the Aforos. Random question: Is Doi suspended for this game? I no. haven't read any. No. Okay, that's good to know. No, I was he... just wondering. He he served the suspension the the last game when Loretto's okay. played. It's yeah. weird how you can do that in Greece because I think in most leagues you have to sus- serve the suspension in the competition. No, no, they do that in England as well. Like that Saleta Tsar from Southampton, he played in the second leg against Newcastle in the Carabao Cup because he served mm-hmm. it in the Premier League. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, something I have to say is, uh, that I liked with the Levadiakos game is I liked Razvan Lutsescu's outburst about calling the title fake and rigged like he does every season and in every game. I mean, he's going he's gonna to do the same with Olympiacos. Uh, he did it in the first leg when they won. They called the whole thing rigged. I mean, he's going to do it anyways. But if Olympiacos uh, beat them or if they don't beat Olympiacos, he's going to say it again. But I like that because it shows panic. It shows anger. It shows frustration. It's like it's like he's preparing the excuses for Sunday. Like he's not certain he can do it against Olympiacos after an, uh, after an unconvincing performance against Levadiacos. What do you guys think? I kind of like that. It's like I'm preparing the I'm, I'm laying the bricks. I'm laying the ground for the big game because I, if I lose, I'm just going to say, remember what I told you last time? Rigged. I don't think it has so much of a bearing is not anything he hasn't done before is quite consistent with how he behaves uh and i i agree with marshall like i really can't remember a game going up north to play in dubba to play in the land of mordor against the yeah <laughs> Don't say it. <laughs> some, of the, some, of the fans, some of the fans are like orcs, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know I know, I know like all, all fan bases have orcs, but like okay, it's black and white up there as well, and like the orcs really is is fitting. Sorry, sorry, sorry if there are Pauk fans watching Gate 7 in <laughs> an hour and fifteen you know? minutes in as well. Yeah. Yeah, but uh no, I I think that more than anything, this is this week, like the, the the week ahead, and I mean the bout game on Sunday and the game against Ajax in Opaparena, it's I don't want to say it's make or break, but that's massive for the coach and for the team. So you you come out of these two games without losing, let alone you know getting wins. That's massive. So you win against Balk. And you win away at Opaparena where they've not lost yet. They haven't like I don't even know if they've dropped points. That's massive. That's that sets you up to go and go and win. Go and win everything. It's gonna turn everything around. A, a victory over Ike at Opap is gonna be a blow to their soul. But but you know, like I think it's like it's super important that we qualified for the cup and that we go and play Ike at their ground. Because we've got to go and play them in the league for the second rounds. I mean, you know, before the playoffs. So it's good that the players get to smell the turf, so to speak, get used to the pitch, the atmosphere there and everything, because they've never been there before. So I think that's important. But 
I don't know, like, you know, there are questions coming into the chat now. Oh, should Ramon play instead of Reabchuk? And uh, of course, Reabchuk's going to play. Of course, Reabchuk's going to play. Otherwise, they're not going to play. You sell him. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, they would have sold him. Exactly. Can Olibiagos beat Balg? I think if he sets the team up, yeah, we can. If he sets the team up properly, yeah, we can. The reason Martins went and we lost 3 1 the first season is because he didn't know where he was going. He didn't know where he, where he was going and he didn't know what to expect. He didn't know how to play. And Luchescu completely ripped him apart. Luchescu knows the Greek league. He knows Olympiakos. Yeah, if I can add something about Luchescu and Costa, uh, okay, you say that he's kind of lost with the Riga thing and stuff like that. But I do believe that it's the opposite. It's like he's taking the pressure away from his player by the... Uh, media stuff he always do uh, yeah. before and after the games, especially against big teams from Aiton. And he's like the 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 general of the, the army. And every time we play Pauk, I I do watch the lineup, and I'm I'm like, there's no way we we lo we lose against this team because I would not take like more than two or three players from the from their team. And when you look the 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 team from Ike, for example, I do see more quality in Ike for, for the moment, like player by player. But the, the, the thing that Luchescu is really good at is creating a team. And they started the season very badly, quite like Olympiacos. They did less transfer, but every one of them was, an, was a, probably a mistake at first. And they turned things around because Luchescu was able to create something in his team. And uh, I don't know. I don't really explain why we struggle so much because probably Park is the perfect nemesis for Olympiacos uh, in <laughs> terms of attitude. Like they, they are very aggressive against against us. They put aggressivity on the pitch, and we we will have to respond to that. Yeah. And probably the, the 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 young players they have in the squad probably could could lose like some nerves on those games, but. Because Villarinha is out of this game and players like that. Kotarki, for example, considered a PK against Levadiakos. He's not really re reliable as a goalkeeper. So they do have some weaknesses. And yeah. the, strikers, the strikers could be even if Oliveira is in a good form right now. I've got an interesting one for the weekend against Balk. I think a really important matchup on the weekend is going to be. Tyson and Rodine. That's going to be a really interesting matchup on our right-hand side. I, I I haven't seen Tyson since he joined Balk. I know he scored on his debut with a nice nice shot. The debut was good. I watched that. Yeah, but but that like that's an interesting matchup. Like they're, you know, they're both in their thirties. They played each other in Brazil recently. I would assume yeah, the last season. So I'm looking forward to see how how Rodine does against like a good a good attacker because there's a problem down that right hand side. He he's I mean I've said it on the last few pods like I love I love what I see from Rodine like going oh. forwards that you know on the ball ability etc. But because we don't have chemistry as a team. When he does go forwards, uh, you know, sometimes there's a gap. 
there's a gap and there's no one covering it. And I've seen opposition exploit that down the left-hand side, our right-hand side, the last few games. If you look back at, was it against against Offi at the weekend, we ate the goal from our right-hand side, cross came in, tap in. And it was the same against Aris. I think we conceded a goal, but it was ruled off offside. And it was exactly the same action on our right-hand side. Rodine was forward. He does, like, I think he's quite, you know, fairly decent tracking back. But it happens. And you, you normally, like, in a real team, when Olympiacos had a team, capital T, you had a Guillerme slotting in, you had Camara slotting in. Someone was covering. Now that's not there. And you've got dangerous players on that side of the pitch. So look out for that. On the weekend, that's something I, something I'm thinking about. Yeah, and one thing I want to say before we wrap up, I think here, um, just like Lucescu fits Pauk so much, like he is, he's like one of them, you know. Like he, I I remember when they went to Marseille, it's like he's commanding the army. It's like not even like he's the manager, but he is also has a strong connection of the fans there. He understands them, the mentality and everything. Yeah. It's almost as if they're one, you know, and he's the general. And I, I just remember Martin's years. We've we've lived fantastic football. Like he's Sauron. Yeah, there you go. He, uh, That's we lived brilliant. A, <laughs> we lived amazing memories with Martins. But to be honest, Luchescu welcomed him into so many traps. Martins got outmanaged by Luchescu so many times with this kind of he plays this kind of image like I'm a crazy idiot with the fans and the refs and it's all bullshit like he crafts a narrative and brings you in and destroys exactly. you like I don't I don't know Remember how much the, I the, the, yeah, the lowest with the Mihai goal late goal yes I think it was in the playoff it could have been unbeaten all season and they had to come Win Karajkaki. And it was remember the Vukovic on goal that game we could have won like six nil probably. Even this season, the the win Pauk did with yeah. us. Like they, they are very, very hard to beat. They just know too. Like Luchescu know like people think he's a dumb idiot or something, but he knows what he's doing. Like he knows the level of his players and the fans and they connect. It's really fucking hard to beat them. And Michel is let, let's, you know, he, he's lived some craziness there. Can we remember some of the past times Michel went to Tumba? Like, straight riots, you know? So, he's not naive to this either. So, it's going to be interesting, if anything. Like, I'm really keen. Like, for a neutral or for any fan of either side, like, it's, it's, it's exciting. Like, let, let's yeah. see. But that's a good point you mentioned because uh, uh, probably Martins in his first year, when he went to Powell the first time... He didn't knew the place and the context in which he was going to compare yeah. to Mitchell because we can we can compare uh, Mitchell and um, Martin's abilities, but the the fact is Mitchell knows the Greek league. He knows what it is to play in Tumba. He knows what it is to have to win in Tumba to to fight for the title. So that should be something that uh, should help us. I hope so. 
can i just say like sorry i was laughing to myself for like two minutes with this comment it's good <laughs> going it's good. to the land of mordor to play against he is yeah. i mean this, this is this the old army so, in the north south <laughs> so much of it works you know he's like their leader like i swear some people don't get it but you you take a stand back and and watch him and actually listen to his bullshit and it's real like he he's like the architect behind all of this stuff and it's kind of incredible what he's done i don't know i he, he he's like perfect he's the perfect coach for pauk i think we can say that like he just you know he embodies pavel ferreira was a good manager like look what he's doing. but he was not a pauk manager like yeah pablo that, that garcia was a pauk manager you know like there's yeah. some managers that are that like fit with fans he embodies. He embodies, he embodies the, the club and the fan base. Yeah, exactly. He embodies yeah, the club as well. He does embody the the, yeah. the the mentality. Right, guys. So uh, thank you for uh, for joining us. Please do not forget to like and subscribe. Uh, like we said, the the channel keeps growing. Uh, please do help the algorithm. We're going to keep bringing you some exclusive content. We're going to be bringing you stats. We're going to bring you findings. Everything you need to know about Olympiacos' latest signings, the, the their next games. Uh, we're going to be bringing you more uh, analysis with uh, the help of other journalists, uh, like we had Dan Long recently, still working on interviews with uh, with former players. Guys, do we have anything to add before we wrap up? Yeah, what's going on with your t-shirt, and is it really hot in your room? Like, what's going on with you? It's funny because I recently went through a rather heavy cold, but mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good right now. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it, it's it's a gray shirt. You, you don't like it okay <laughs> no I, I love it it looks great i don't know brilliant brilliant just, you don't think it looks good on me no but it's warmer in greece than it is in Belgium. yeah yeah it's just like it looks well, very warm now, there, there were some there were some comments in the chat they were like are you in hawaii like what's going on <laughs> labros would know i would i would anyway right guys so uh anything to add other than no, no. the the temperature all right, I will add. I will add that I have really enjoyed the episodes of you guys and listening to episodes recently. Adi and Costa, Costa and Costa, Martial and whoever you know. I've <laughs> I've enjoyed actually watching episodes when I'm not on. It's been fantastic. I'm I'm just gonna say that publicly. You guys are doing a great job. Oh, that's nice. You too, yeah, man. Yeah. You too, man. Oh, right, God. guys, thank you very much for joining us. Palk on Sunday. Uh, the, this has been the Olympiacos Transfer Business, and we are going to see you real soon. Peace out.